We begin the Gemara today on Daftza, the Gimel, five lines from the top of the Yomud. The Gemara here brought that one interpretation from Rav Huna Bereder of Yeshua, that Rav Akiva holds that Ein Odomakne A person cannot sell or buy or any, to do any halacha, to bring any new uh, chalois, that something should take effect regarding an entity that doesn't exist in the world yet. It's going to come in the future, or you're going to own it in the future, it's going to happen in the future. You can't create a sale or anything like that regarding such a thing. That's the way the Gemara interpreted Rabbi Kiva's opinion till now. So now the Gemara brings that there's other Amiraim that disagree with this, and many Amiraim here, as we'll see a whole list, and Tanayim as well, that hold, Adam makne dova shaloi bala A person can make a sale for something that's not here in the world yet, or something that you don't own yet. So what was said before argues and what Rav Nachman by Yitzchak said. Rav Nachman by Yitzchak. Rav Nachman by Yitzchak said the following list of Amiraim and Tanaim that received this halacha from one another. Rav Hone Kerav. Rav Hone holds like the opinion of Rav and Rav Kerav Yanai. And Rav holds like the opinion of Rav Yanai. These all, they received this halacha one, one from another. And Rav Yanai Kerav Chia. Rav Yanai took it from Rav Chia and Rav Chia Kerabi. And Rav Chia learned it from Rabbi. And the Rabbi Kerab Meir, Rabbi holds like the opinion of, like, of Rab Meir, and the Rab Meir Kerab Eliezer ben Yaakov, and Rab Eliezer ben Yaakov Kerab Akiva, and he learned it from Rab Akiva, the Omar, and Rab Akiva said, Adam makne dovar A person can sell something that's not here in the world yet, or is not in his possession yet. So here now the Gemara will bring, where do we find that all these Amiraim and Tanayim hold this opinion? Rafone Mahi, where do we see that Rafone says this? The Itmar, we learned the following Machlaikis. A person sells the fruits of a palm tree to his friend. And what this is talking about is, as Rashi says, in the middle of the winter, there are no fruits yet on the tree, but he tells his friend, I'm gonna sell you, I'm selling you, that is now, these fruits that will come later. So it's not in the world yet. So before those fruits grew, but he could retract from the sale. But once they grow in the summer, he can't retract it anymore. So what do you see here? Even though it's true that until they come into the world, you can take back your sale, but once they come into the world, the sale takes effect, even though the time when you made the sale was before they came into the world. So he says you can sell something that's not here yet. Rav Nachman disagrees. Rav Nachman says, Even after it comes into the world, they grew. You could retract from the whole sale. Why? Because it really ne- the sale really never took effect. He holds, you can't sell something that's not in the world. But Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman said about this, I would agree, if this buyer went ahead and took the fruits and ate it, we're not going to take it out from him. And the reason for this is, even though Rav Nachman holds the sale, did not take effect, but nevertheless, this is what's called mechila. The person, the, the seller, he sold it thinking that the sale did take effect. So therefore, he was meichel, this person, these fruits. So if this person ate these fruits, he intended to sell it to him. Even though legally, it didn't take effect, but once he ate it, so because you were meichel, you can't, we don't collect it back from him. So here you see, Rav Hone holds, person could sell something that's not in the world. Rav, where do we see that this is Rav's opinion? So Rav Huna said in the name of Rav, person tells his friend, this, this property here, that I'm, I'm planning to buy it, when I will buy it, then it should be sold to you, from now. So he's not, he doesn't even have it, so Rav says that it takes effect, 
He didn't even buy it yet. He says, when I'll buy it, then it'll be sold to you. So even though it's in the world, but it's not in his possession yet. So this is another example where you see here that Rav said that you could sell something that's not boilum, that you don't own yet. There's a big discussion here in the Rishayim, starting with Tesis. You see here, there's a very long Tesis. The Tesis is addressing one word here. Why does it say, May Achshav? Why does he have to add that word that the sale should take effect from now? If Rav holds that you could sell something that does not exist in the world yet, so you don't have to add the word Me'achshav, I'm selling it to you and it'll take effect when, uh, when, it, when it comes into my possession. Why did he add the word Me'achshav, that it should take effect retroactively from now? Well, no, there's a long discussion in Taisvis. Some Rishayim say that he's only adding the word Me'achshav so that he should not be able to retract from the Kenyan. Because we just said before, even if the Kenyan takes effect now, but not until it actually comes into your possession, does the Kenyan take effect? You can retract it. So he said, that it should be retroactive, so you shouldn't be able to ha- have charata. Taisu says another pshat, that the reason he says is because if you're making a Kenyan with a star, so the, if the star is the whole Kenyan, you write it in a document that I'm selling you this field, if that star is gone, doesn't exist when the field comes into your possession, so then that Kenyan of the star will not, will not work. The star has to be in existence when you get that field into your possession that you sell it. So that's why he's adding the word Meyachshav. The Gemara continues. Ah, again? The field of Dov. No, but it's not in his possession, though. That's the same like a Dovish Le Baloyla. Isaac, I'm in possession. It doesn't count. The field is standing one place. Not a Hanami, but he, he acquires ownership, though. He acquires ownership. It's, yeah, if he comes his. So, but it's until, until it's not his, it's like it's not, it's, it's not in your world. You, you have no rights over it, Bechlal. And he still could sell it because of the future that it's going to become his. Vaita, we see Rabyanai. Rabyanai, Krabchia, we said Rabyanai holds like Rabchia. And here we'll see in a story with Rabyanai and Rabchia. Rabyanai, Havale Arisa. Rabyanai had a worker in the field. He would bring him a basket of fruits from the field every Erev Shabbos. He brought him the fruits for Shabbos. There was one day Erev Shabbos, Nogalei became very late in the afternoon. And his worker did not arrive yet with the basket of fruits. So what's the problem? Usually he gets this basket of fruits from the field. You have to take the trumas and maestris before Shabbos to be able to eat it on Shabbos. You're not supposed to take trumas and maestris on Shabbos. But it was re- very late in the afternoon and it didn't come yet. So what did he do? Shakal asar miperi debeise alayu. So he took off maestris for these fruits that this worker would bring for him. So he took off maestris from other fruits that he had in his house for it before Shabbos. So he came in front of Rabchia to ask him whether what he did was the right thing or not. So Rashi explains this is also a concept of Adava Shalebalaylam. He's taking Maisris for the future, for, for these fruits that his worker will bring him. He doesn't have it yet, Bakhla. He doesn't know are there fruits, are there no fruits? But he's taking Maisris because of the future that he's going to bring him the fruits. Could he do this or not? So Rabchia told him, Shapir of this. Yeah, you did right. Tanya, we learned in Abraise, you see this, you can learn this from the Pasik that it actually says regarding Maestris. He what, he what? He was taking Maestris no, from the fruits in his house. Yeah, but these spirits were we taking before. Just, could be, could be. Yeah. So you have, but he so has. Taking Maestris from something that was taking, something that's not taking. Could be, uh, but so you're allowed to. You're allowed you're to take Maestris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, he's, yeah, yeah he's, it's, it's his. It's his Cholin yeah, produce. Well, no, you're allowed to. You are allowed to. It's because it's his cholent produce. It belongs to him. He owns it, and he's taking from there maestris for other other basket of fruits that he did not take maestris yet. Yeah. 
So the Tanya, we learned in the Braise, what does the Pasik say regarding Maestris? This is in the beginning of the Pasik you have here on the side of the Gemara, you see it says that Maestris, the Gancha, Tereshcha, Vitzerecha, you take all the Maestris, then the Pasik concludes there and says, Laman Tilmat, Liyira, Es Hashem, You should learn to fear Hashem all of your days. What do we learn from Kola Yomim? That you take these Maestris and you do this all of your days. So the Gemara Darshan is Elu Shabbosis V'yamim Toivim. This refers to taking Maestris for the purpose of Shabbos and Yom Tov. Kol means even days like Shabbos and Yom Tov. So Rashi says what the Pasuk here is saying is, be careful to take the, the Maestris in the right time so that you should be able to use your produce for Shabbos and Yom Tov and you shouldn't <coughs> miss out in the mitzvah of Oynik Shabbos. So the Gemara now explains what is exactly that, that we're learning from this Pasuk. Lamai Hilchaser. So what is it that you learn from these two words, Is it coming to tell you that on Shabbos and Yontif itself, if you have produce that the Maestris was not taken yet, that on Shabbos and Yontif you can take the Maestris and eat, it's the Kral, Mishri, Tiltul, the Rabbanan? Do you need to learn from a Pasik that this is allowed? The Isra of taking Maestris on Shabbos and Yontif is only an Isra of Muktzeh or Isra of Shavos, an Isra of the Rabbanan. There's no Islam in Atayrus, so you don't need this Pasuk to teach me that if you're stuck in a situation where you have nothing to eat other than this, that you didn't take Maestris from, that you would be allowed to take the Maestris on Shabbos and Yontif. So don't you think, that it's talking about over here in this case, that you have this fruits that you're waiting for before Shabbos and Yontif, and you want to take it now, you want to take it before Shabbos and Yontif. So the Pasuk here is coming to say that you're allowed to take the fruits, the, the Maestres from these fruits, even though it's a Dover Shaloi Ba Lo'elam. You want to take it before Shabbos Yontav, so you should have it already prepared before Shabbos Yontav and not have an issue with your Einik Shabbos. That's what we learn from this Pasuk. So Taisus over here asks, so if that's the case, so then... This is not something only benigayat to Shabbos and Yontif. This is Bechlal. I mean, we're trying to prove from here that Rabbi Yanai and Rabbi both held that when you do something which is still loy bala oilam, it's not in the world yet, it takes effect. So this is not only for Shabbos and Yontif, Bechlal. That whatever you do for something that's not here yet takes effect. So this is Lav Dafka regarding Shabbos and Yontif. So Elamai, the Ritva says, the Pshat is that true, they hold that you always can take Maisris to do anything that's loy bala oilam. But by the mitzvah of Maisris, lichat chile, you should take only Maisris for what you already have in your possession. It's better. It's better, even though it's, it's going to take effect without that, but it's still better to take the Maisris only once you have it. And that's why we learn from here from this Pasik, kolayamim, that in a case where you might be delayed in your mitzvah of Einik Shabbos, you're allowed to take the Maisris before, even though you, those fruits that you're taking Maisris for are not even here yet. So the Gemara finishes off this story here that happened with Rav Chia, Rav Yanai. Rabbi Yanai was asking Rabbi Chia about this, and he asked him, Amalei said to Rabbi Chia, I had a dream. That Friday night he had a dream, and it was read to him in a dream, a broken reed. So he was thinking, what, what is this coming to tell me? My love, doesn't this dream mean? This is what they were telling me. There's a Pasuk that uses this term of you're, you're relying and you're, you're leaning upon this broken reed. So he, in other words, he was saying, maybe this is a message for me that I did the wrong thing to take the Maestris when the produce wasn't even brought to me yet. So Rav told him, Actually, the Pasuk, there's another Pasuk where it says, and it's in the positive. This broken reed will not break, and the, the flax that's weak will not extinguish. So it was coming to say to him that, don't worry, that he should not be concerned about what he did, because it was right. And my sister, it was taken, was perfect.
The next opinion that we see that also held that you could uh, do something even though it's Shloi Bala Oilam is Rebbe. The Tanya, we learned in the Braisa. It says in the Pasuk, Sazgir Eved You should not lock up a, a slave to his master. What kind of slave is it talking about that the Pasuk is saying that don't keep him locked up to the master? If it's a slave that you already freed, it's obvious. So what are we talking about? So Rabbi Yomir, Rabbi says, It's speaking about a person that's buying an Eved, and he buys him with the following condition. He tells him, I'm buying you, and when I buy you, you'll be freed. That's what this Pasuk is speaking about. So Hechidami, what does this mean? Omer Avnachman by Yitzchak, the Kosov Lei, he writes to this Eved, the document that he buys him, he writes in it, When I will acquire you, you will be sold back to yourself. From now, for whatever reason, the person is doing this. Maybe he wants to free him, he wants to buy him from someone else. The other person is not ready to free him, and you want to free him, so you buy him from someone else, and you tell him, when I'm going to buy you, you'll be free. So we see over here, you could free him, you could sell this Evet back to himself, even though you don't own him yet. You're selling the person back to himself before you own him, so that's a Dovish Le'Balaylam. So there behold, you could be Makna, Dovish Le'Balaylam. Rab Meir, and you see Rab Meir holds this as well. The Tanan, or the other gear series, the Tanya, we learned in the Braise. So this is we had before, but here Rab Meir says as follows. So Eim Elisha. person says to a woman, Hareyat Mekudashesli, La'achar She'ezgayer. You'll be married to me after I become a ger. So he's not even a ger yet. So this whole marriage that he's speaking about is not possible now. It's all for the future. Or after you'll become a geiris. Or after I will be freed. After you will be freed. I'm going to marry you after your husband dies. Or if he's married to her sister, he says after your sister dies and I'll be allowed to marry you, then the condition should take effect. Or if she's a Yivama and she has to wait for Chalitza, he says to her, after the Chalitza is done, then I'll be married to you. So the Tanakhama says, the Kiddushan does not take effect because it's a Dovish Lebal Oilam. He's being Mekadosh for something that's not possible now. Rab Meir says, Mekadoshes. The Kiddushan does take effect even though it's not possible now, but in the future when it'll take effect. So you see that Rab Meir also holds you could be Mekadosh Isha for Dovish Lebal Oilam. Rabbi Yezer ben Yaakov, Rabbi Yezer ben Yaakov also has the same opinion. The Tanya, we learned in Abraise, Yeser al-Kain, Omar Rabbi Yezer ben Yaakov. Rabbi Yezer ben Yaakov says even more than this. So the beginning of this Braise here is, speaks about a person that has produce in his field. Part of it is already tolosh, it's detached from the field. And part of the produce is still mechobar, it's still attached to the field. The produce that's attached to the field is not chayv in the trumas and maestras yet. And you can't take any trumas and maestras from it. The produce that's detached, you could. So the Braise there in the beginning says that nevertheless, if a person says that I'm taking Meiser from what's attached to what's not detached, or in the reverse, it will take effect. And the reason is, even though what's Mechubar is not Chayv and Trumas and Meisers yet, and it's like a Dovish Le'Baloyla, you're taking Trumas and Meisers for something that does <coughs> not exist yet, there's no Chiv of Trumas and Meisers on it yet, but nevertheless, here there's a difference, because it's Biyodai. It is, it is in your possession. You have the power to cut it off at any moment. So therefore, over here, you could take the Trumas and Meisters even though it's Le'Bala Oilam because it's Biyodai. That's the Tanakama. Rabbi Yezim Yaakov goes even a step further. Rabbi Yezim Yaakov says, Afilim Omar, even if he says, Peres Harugazut Lushim. 
that the petas of this batch of fruits that are already detached, they should be truma for another batch of fruits that are still attached to the ground. Or he says the reverse, this batch of fruits that are still attached to the ground will be trumas and nicerus, I'll pay the for another batch of fruits that are already detached. And then he adds another point, and this is not in the person's hands. It's, so, it's Not only it's not detached yet, but it didn't even grow yet even a third. And he says, when it's going to grow a third, then, so that's the, the minimum amount that it has to be ripe in order to detach it and be chayv and trumas and meisters. When it's going to grow a third, ve'yitlashu, and then I'll detach it, so then it should take effect. And it grew a third, and he, he cut it. The words that he said took effect. So even though the, whether it's going to grow a shlish or not is not in your hands, and this is something in the future, it's like Bala Ilam, that the Trumas and Meisters takes effect. So Rabbi Yazim Yaakov holds that you could give Meister for something which is like Bala Ilam. Rabbi Kiva, so this is the, the, the first, the, the source of all these opinions. Rabbi Kiva, we also see, holds the same. That Nan, we learned in the Mishnah, so this was brought before in the Gemara already. Kainam shani oisa A woman comes and says to her husband that I'm making a nether, that the income that I that I earn should be also for you to have benefit of it. So the Tanakhama says, The husband does not have to go and annul this kind of a vow. Why not? Because it's not hers to take away from her husband. One of the things that a, that a woman has that belongs to her husband is the money she earns. So therefore, if she makes a nether that you can't have a no of it, it's not in her power to do that, Bakhlal. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says, Yafir, he does have to annul this vow, because Shem et Tadif Allah, Yesim and There's only a certain amount of, of income that a woman has to give to her husband. The Gemara Subas explains what the shear is, and beyond that, she could hold for herself. So when she makes this nether that her husband cannot have any hanaw from her income, maybe it's beyond that limit. Maybe she's speaking about also what, what, what she owns herself. So therefore, the husband would have to annul this vow. Now, but the point is, what do you see over here? She's making a net there regarding income that she didn't even earn yet, Bakhlal. How could it take effect on this money that, that she doesn't even have Bakhlal in her possession? <coughs> Nevertheless, Rabbi Kiva says, the nether takes effect, even though it's like Baloylam. So here, this is the source where Rabbi Kiva is the source of all of these opinions that you can be makna adavar shaloi baloylam. So that's the conclusion of this sugya. Now the Gemara goes back to a question which is related to the Mishnah we learned before. By my name, Rav Sheshes, the question was asked from Rav Sheshes. Eid Echad B'Yivame Mahu. Regarding an Eid Echad, for a Yivame, what would be the Halacha? Meaning, if, it's ta- if, it, if you have an Eid Echad that comes and says to a woman, your husband died, and he died without any children, and therefore now you're obligated to do Yibum for the brother. What's the halacha? So the, the question basically is, I mean, we had before in the beginning of the Perik, the halacha, that a woman that an Eid Echad comes and tells her that her husband died, she can go and get remarried. We said before, we're mekel, that she go and get remarried. But now the Gemara says, we have a question regarding a woman that's not going to go get remarried to anybody, but Eid Echad is telling her that her husband died and she has to do Yibum now. Will we trust the Eid Echad in this case or not? Why should it be any different? So the Gemara explains, do I say the reason why we trust an Eid Echad is Mishum de Milse, the Avide la Agluye? The rule is when there's a subject that eventually will be exposed, people don't lie about this. So over here, when an Eid Echad comes and says that this guy died, eventually the truth of whether he died or not will come out. If this guy did not die, he's going to eventually very possibly show up. So the Eid Echad would not lie about this. So do we say that that's 
the, a major part of why we believe in Eid Echad in such a case. So, if so, over here as well, when an Eid Echad says that your husband died and you have to do Yibum, we can rely on the fact that he doesn't lie. Or perhaps, there's an additional reason, or really the main reason, Taisus here explains, but the Gemara is saying is, the main reason why we trust an Eid Echad is, because we rely on a woman, she knows if she gets remarried, when her first husband is still alive, she's causing herself major problems. She's an Eishasish, her children still have will be Mamzaidim. She, she's very careful and she investigates the matter. That's what we're relying on. So that's an usual, usual case. We rely on her making this investigation. But Vahacha over here in this case, when she would have to do Yibum to get married to the husband's brother, Kivin the Zimnin, sometimes it's possible the Rachmalei. That she loves the brother. She has, a, she has a certain interest in marrying the brother. So therefore, she's not going to necessarily make such a good investigation before she runs to get married to this brother. Maybe over here, we can't rely on her making a proper investigation. Maybe she, this is her brother-in-law, and maybe she had some kind of relationship with him. Should we be concerned about this? And therefore, we can't rely on her making this investigation. So this halacha we could learn from what it says in the in Mishnah before here. What does it say in the Mishnah? Amrullah, Adam came and tell a woman. First your son died, and then your husband died. So what does that mean? So now she's chayv in Yibum. Her husband died without any children. And then and she did the mitzvah of Yibum. Then she was told, Adam came and told her, No, really it wasn't the opposite what happened. That really your husband died first and then your son died. So you were not chayv in the mitzvah of Yibum. Which means that the, the, the whole Yibum, the child that's born, it was, it was an ashes ach, it was, you, you weren't allowed to marry this brother. So what happens? Tate says, so she has to leave. A child she had in the beginning or at the end, the child is a mamzer. That's the case we had in the Mishnah. So now the question is, hey what are we speaking about? Who exactly told her that first her, her son died and then her husband died and who then came and changed it? What happened there? If the case is that first two Adam came and said that her son died first, and then another two Adam came and said, no, the reverse happened. So the question is, my is the Sam Chesahani, Why are you relying on the second group of Adam that say that her husband died, that that uh, that the husband died first, and therefore now she does not need to do Yibum? Maybe rely on the first group of Adam, like it was in the beginning that said that the son died first, and she does have to do Yibim. Why are you relying on the second group of Edim? And he's saying she has to leave, and the child is a mamzer. That's the question here. Texas adds to the Gemara, even though the Gemara is asking, like, how do you know which group of Edim to rely on? But, I mean, it is a suffix. Anytime you have two against two, it should be a suffix. So she should have to leave her husband, which is a Yavim, just mitzad a suffix. So Taisu says, based on what we once learned before in the Gemara, that if she and her Yavam both say that we know for sure that the brother, the first husband, died, so, so they are allowed to stay married because it's only a suffix over here. And it's a tre- in a case of a tre, you tre. If the woman herself and her new husband says, we know for sure the husband died, they could remain married. So on that, in that case, the Gemara's question is, why would she have to leave her, her husband now, her Yavam now? Another question, Va'oid, Mamza suffix. Mamzer Suffolk. Mamzer. I'm second. I, did I skip something over here? Void Mamzer Suffolk Mamzer. Why does the Mishnah say that the child that's born is a Mamzer? Not a Mamzer. In this case, it's two against two. So the child that's born, we're not sure if the husband, the first husband, the brother is alive or not. So the child is just a Suffolk Mamzer. So how can the Mishnah say Mamzer? 
If you're going to say, regarding this second question, you'll argue and say, when the Mishnah says that the child is born a mamzer, it doesn't mean a mamzer. It means that the child is only a Suffolk mamzer, because we're not sure if the first husband is alive or not. Says the Gemara, we can't say that, because we see in the end of the Mishnah that the term mamzer means for sure. In the Seif of the Mishnah it says, In the Seif of the Mishnah it speaks about a case where when she got married to her second husband, the first husband was still alive. Then afterwards he died. So now the Mishnah there says that the first child is a mamzer and the second child is not a mamzer. Over there when it says yes mamzer and no mamzer, it means vadai mamzer. Because right? the truth is even the second child that's born so Midrabanan, he's still a mamzer. But still, the Mishnah says he's not a mamzer because it's saying he's not a mamzer vadai. Over there, in the Seifa of the Mishnah, the terms of mamzer means vadai mamzer. So Shmami no dafke ketani. So we see that the term mamzer means vadai mamzer. So therefore, the question is, what's the pshari in this Mishnah? We can't say that the case is tre yutre. Two are saying that the son died first. Two are saying that the husband died first. If it's two against two, it's only a suffix. El alav, so don't you think the pshat in our Mishnah here is, shmami no, we can could, we could conclude from here and say the pshat is as follows. Chad. First, there was one eight. One eight came along and said that the son died first and then the husband. So you have to do yibum. And then afterwards, two eight came along and said that no, the reverse happened. The husband died first and then the son. That's the case over here. And therefore she's going to have to leave the yavam because two against one. It's not two against two. It's two against one. That's why she has to leave. So now what can we understand from here? The only reason she has to leave her husband, the Yavom, is because now two Edom came and contradicted the Eid Echad. If two Edom did not contradict the Eid Echad, that Eid Echad would be believed and we accept the words of the Eid Echad that she can go and get married to a Yavom. So this answers the question that the Gemara asked before whether we trust an Eid Echad for her to get married to her Yavom. Right over here we see in our Mishnah, she can't. Others say that This question, whether a woman can go and get married to her Yavam based on the words of an Eidechad, that's not even a question at all. Why not? We see from a later, a later mission here in the Masechta, even she herself, she's also believed to, to say that her husband died to get married to the brother the Yavam. It says in the Mishnah, a woman comes and says, My husband died, Tinasseh. We, we rely on what she says and she can get married. And then, Mays Baili, and if she says her husband died and she had no children to Siava, we rely on what she said that she can do Yibam. So, according to this version, if we believe she herself to say this about herself, for sure we believe in Eidachad as well. Kiti so however, what is the question here? The Mishri Yivame la Alma. The question is regarding a Yivame, if an Eidachad comes and says, that you had, a, a, you had a husband and a son, and your husband died, and the son died afterwards, and therefore you can go and get married to anybody? That's the question. Do we rely on the Eid Echot to be matter this Yivama to go get married to anybody else? That's the question. What's the Shaila? Nasdaq Mara here explains the question similar to what we said before. Do I say, my time with Eid Echot? What's the reason why I always trust the Eid Echot regarding a woman to say that her husband died? The main reason is because things that people know that is going to be exposed, eventually people don't lie about this. That's so that we can rely on the Eidechot. So here as well, people will not lie about this. So being matter, this Yivama, to get married to anybody, people won't lie about it. Or perhaps 
The reason why we rely on is because a woman is going to be very specific to investigate before she gets remarried. But for her, in this case, maybe she's not going to be medayik. And here the Gemara says actually an opposite svara of what it said before. Why is she not going to be medayik? It's very possible that this woman hates her brother-in-law. And she's so excited to get the information that her son that died, died after her, her, her husband. And she does not have to do Yibam. She will not have to get married to her brother-in-law that she doesn't bother making an investigation. So even before the Gemara said the opposite, before the Gemara said possibly she loves her brother-in-law and she wants to get married to him, but the Gemara is saying it's also possible that the opposite is true. That she hates him and therefore she runs to go and get married to someone else and she doesn't make a proper investigation. Amalu Rav So again, Rav proves this from our Mishnah. Tenisua, we learned in our Mishnah, Amrullah. So it was said to this woman, Meiz Baileich, Vachach Meiz Beneich. Your husband passed away and then your son passed away. So that means she's not obligated to do Yibum because her, the son was alive first. So Vinisis, and now she went and got married to, to, to anybody else. And then she was told, What happened was the exact opposite. The son died first and then the husband. So she does have to do Yibum. So Tetzay, so she, has to leave, she has to leave her husband now, and the child that's born, the first and the last child born, will be a mamza. So again, the Gemara asks, what exactly is the case here? Who said first that the husband died uh, uh, first? Who said afterwards that the husband died? So who changed this? Who, who, who said this? Are we speaking about that first two Adam came and said that the husband died first, and then another two Adam came and said, no, the son died first. My Why are you relying on the second group of Adam, relying on the first group of Adam? Why are you forcing her to leave her husband? Another question, this is the same thing like the Gemara said before. Mamzer, how could you say that the child born is a mamzer? Suffolk mamzer. If it's a tray, a tray, two against two, we don't know. So the child is only a suffolk mamzer. And if you'll argue and say when the Mishnah says mamzer, it wasn't precise, and the only means suffolk mamzer. But Hamadiktani safe. Later in the Mishnah it says, Arisha mamzer va'achrin ain't a mamzer. And over there it means literally that the first is for sure a mamzer, and the last one is not a mamzer minatayre. So there I see that it means literally. So therefore, what do we have to say? What's the Pshari and the Mishnah? Chad, one aide first came and said that the husband died first and then the son. And therefore, she doesn't need to do Yibum. And afterwards, the time, the only reason now we believe to say that the reverse happened is to also be because two Adam came and contradicted the Eid Echad. But if two Adam would not contradict what the Eid Echad said, Mehamin. I would believe the Eidachot to say that she can go and get married to whoever she wants. So I see over here that I believe an Eidachot to be matter, a woman to go get married to whoever she wants, and that there's no mitzvah of Yibum. So the Gemara says, no, there's no Rai from here. It's interesting, in the first version, the Gemara did not give this answer, but here the Gemara answers, Lo'aylam, really I could say, Trei Utrei. That the case here is that there was two against two. So what was our question? If it's two against two, why are we trusting the second group more than the first? So the answer is, So he said, Over here what we're speaking about is, the second group of Edim are not simply contradicting the first group, but they're being mazim, the first group. That's a whole different thing. What's the Allah of Azama? When the second group of Edim comes and says, regarding the first group, how could you say testimony that this happened, that the husband died first and then the son? You were with us in a different location. You weren't even there. 
So when the second group of Edom are saying, they're being mazim, the first Edom, that you weren't even present there, then we do trust the second group. That's the Allah of Azama. So here, that's what our Mishnah is speaking about, and therefore we trust the second group. The Gemara now brings another raya to this question. Again, this is, a, this is the halacha of Hazama. Hazama is that you're not contradicting the words, the, the story that the first group said. Rather, what you're saying is that the first group, the, the people, the Edim themselves, you say that they weren't even present there to be able to say this about this. Then the Torah says... You could say the same thing about the second group, no? No, but the, well, that's not what happened though. The second group said regarding the first group that they weren't they even were there. there. Okay. So therefore we trust them. So he brought a raya from another brayse. It says, Toshema eina ishan amenas loyma meis yivami. A woman is not believed to say that my yavam, the, the, the yavam that I'm supposed to do yibum with, died. She that I can get married to anybody else. And v'loy meisa chaysi, she can't say that my sister died. She akonis lebeisa, that I can get married not to her husband. So the Gemara says, Hai niyu d'loy mehemne. So he ni the She herself is not believed. That's what it seems like from here. It says a woman herself is not believed to say this. But we could be medayik from here. But an edechad would believe. Only she's not believed to say this because she's in a gay she, She's just doing it for her own sake. But edechad would be believed. So the Gemara says, if so, all the time make according to this diuk that you're deducing here from the words of this Braise, what does it say in the Sefer? A man is not believed to say, my brother died, so that now I could do Yibim for his wife. And he's also not believed to say that his wife died in order for him to be able to marry the sister. So are you going to make the same diuk here? Are you not going to say, the man himself is not believed. But an Eidechad is believed to say this. That's not true though. Why not? So the Gemara explains. When it comes to a woman which is stuck and she doesn't know if she can get remarried or not. So over here, like this whole entire Pedic began, the whole leniency that we have, that we believe in Eidechad, is only for the sake of a woman that we don't want her to be stuck. A woman can't get remarried. She can't have two husbands. So therefore, she, she, for her, Chachamim were Mekel. But when it comes to a man that wants to marry a certain woman, we never say such a thing. We never say that he can rely on Eidecha to get married to a certain woman. Because a man is not stuck. A man could always marry someone else. He can marry more than one wife. By a man, there's no such a kula. So, what are you going to say? So, how could you be medayik from this b'raise, even in the Sefer, regarding the man that we would trust in Eidecha? So, therefore, what the Gemara says is, you can't be medayik this from this b'raise. Not in the Reisha and not in the Sefer. It's not coming to say that you could trust an Eidechot. Rather, what's this b'raise coming to teach me? This b'raise is coming to teach me a chiddush according to Rabbi Kiva's opinion. It's a chiddush according to Rabbi Kiva. What's a chiddush according to Rabbi Kiva? I would think to say, Since Rabbi Kiva said, Yes, Mamzer That there is a Mamzer, a child that's born from an Isser of Alav. So maybe I should say, this woman that's coming and saying that my Yovam died, and therefore I can go get married to whoever I want, that's an Isser of Alav. 
for a woman to get married to someone else when she has a yavim is only a iser of a lav. But if we pass it like Rabbi Kiva, even if you're being over a lav, your child will be a mamzer. So maybe because of this, even when the woman herself says that her yavim died, she's so concerned about this that a child will be a mamzer, so therefore she'll be medayik, that before, before she gets remarried to anyone else, and we should trust her. Kamash Malan, so that's why, what we say over here is, that no, she does not, we, she, she's not medayik here. Kilkula dido chayisha, kilkula dezara lechayisha. Okay, we're not greatest this. Okay, let's, let's leave that out for now. Kopalim, so therefore there's no raya from this b'raisa, because there's nothing you can be medayik from this b'raisa. Now the Gemara says that Rave, he answered this question, whether we believe a, a woman in this case, to say that she's not chayv in the mitzvah of Yibum. So Rav said, Miswara, she should be believed. Why? Rav said, Eid echad nemon We should believe in Eid echad regarding this case of the Yivameh, that she can go get married to whoever she wants with a kavachaymer. Why? hitarta, when it comes to a isakaris. When you have an ishish, there's an isra of karis. You believe in Eidecha to say that her husband died? Over here when you're speaking about this Isra of a woman to go get married to someone else, it's only a Isra Lav for her to get married to someone else. You're not going to believe in Eidecha. It's a much lighter Isra. So one of the Rabbanan said to Rav, no, this Svara is not acceptable. He When it comes to the woman herself, she being believed for herself. So what's the Halacha? Over there the Halacha is the Isra if a woman herself says, my husband died, she can go get married to someone else. But for Isser of Lav, you do not allow, you do not believe a woman to say that her Yavam died. Why? What's the difference? Even though it's a much more lenient thing, but you don't believe her. Over there we make that distinction. So therefore there's still a question regarding an Eidechad. And here the Gemara explains, why not? Why don't we believe a woman herself to say that her Yavam died if it's a much lighter Isser? Why is a woman not believed to say that her Yavam died if she's believed to say that her husband died and that's a much bigger Isser? So the answer is, like we said before already, the Kivin, the Zimnin, the Sanyale, sometimes she hates this Yavam, she really, really doesn't want to marry her, so so she's not so precise, she's not so medayik before she goes and gets remarried. Eid Echad, Nami, if so, I could say the same thing regarding an Eid Echad, Kivin, the Zimnin, the Sanyale, since by Eid Echad, one of the major reasons we trust an Eid Echad is because we're also relying on her to make an investigation. But in this case, if she hates her Yavam, she won't make a proper investigation. So therefore, maybe we still don't trust her. So therefore, the Gemara does not accept Rav's answer. Okay, let's just finish off till the Mishnah. It said in the Mishnah, So Rav Lazar ben Masi said in a case, when you give a get and the get was not needed, Bechlal, so the, the get doesn't do anything, it doesn't pass her to a kain, right? So in a, in a case when it turns out that she got married to somebody else and her first husband was still alive, and the second husband gave a get, the second get was, was, was nothing. So there he said that it doesn't pass her. And he learned it out from a Pasik because it says, grusha If she's divorced from her husband, then she can't marry the kain. But this is not her husband. So on this, so Zeb Medesh, Darash Rabbalazah ben Masi V'chulos, Omer Av Yudam Arav, and he should have darshaned a much uh, a, a precious gem. There's a much better drasha to darshan here. And he darshans a drasha that's just like a piece of earthenware. My marginta, what better drasha is there from what he actually darshaned? The Tanya, we learned in the Braise, Isha Grusha Me Isha. Why does it add that word Me Isha from her husband? A fillal in his garsha, Elo Me Isha. 
Even a woman that had a, a get that was given to her, that's only a get from her husband. Now, this is not a kosher to get. If a man writes to her, her wife, his wife, I'm divorcing you, you divorced only from me. And not from any, and, not, uh, and you're not allowed to marry anybody else. Does such a get take effect? No. When a person divorces his wife, he can't write in the, the get that you're not allowed to marry anybody else, you only divorced to me. So such a get never took effect. So psula lukohona, but nevertheless, she still would become puzzled to the kayin, and the hainu reyach a get, because there's an aroma, there's a smell of a get here. Even though the get is not kosher, but because he gave her this get, Nevertheless, it still has a pesareyach agets because she got a get may isha. She did receive a get from her husband, even though it wasn't kosher. The paisel of a kohen, and therefore it passes her to the kohen. That's a precious gem, a chiddush that you learn out from this pasuk. So, so you're saying that it, sh- it should be possible? Yeah, the yeah, other rabbi. The Mishnah was calling to say fakert, right? That, that you learn out from here that you're not possible, right? And he's yeah, saying yeah. there's a drasha to learn out. May Isha, if she received this type of possible get from her husband, still she possible. still will be possible to her, to her kain because of reyach a get. It's a, it's a smell of a get.